Prodigy Maker Show with Chris Lewitt. Chris Lewitt is an internationally recognized high-performance coach, educator, and author of two best-selling books, The Tennis Technique Bible and The Secrets of Spanish Tennis. Tune in weekly as Chris answers questions live from around the world and discusses topics in junior development, technical and tactical training, Spanish tennis methods, and philosophies, and more. The Prodigy Maker Show is primarily focused on high-performance junior training and how to help children maximize their potential. The program features intelligent insight from Chris and debate from leaders in the high-performance industry. The show can be watched live on Chris's Facebook profile, and video versions of the show are archived at youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. And now, here's Chris. What's up, amigos? It's Chris Lewitt, Prodigy Maker Show. Episode 41, I'm back with you guys, I'm excited, I'm going to talk about summer camp tonight, it's a Tuesday night, I've been working like crazy every day, uh, teaching and, and traveling a little bit, so it's great to be back with you guys. Episode 41, coming right at you, summer camp, every year around this time I talk about summer camp, the last two years I think I've done a show talking about summer camp, what makes a great summer camp, and sort of what to look out for in terms of pitfalls. I think there's some scams out there for summer camp that parents should be aware of. So I like to sound the alarm a little bit and just give parents an overview of what a good high-performance summer camp looks like for juniors and you know, tell you my perspective about, about camp. You know, the way I see it, the way the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the things to watch out for. So try to help parents, especially make good decisions for for summer. And of course, players who are listening or watching. And I think coaches could use a wake up call too on, on how to run a better summer camp. So let's dig into it a little bit. If you have any questions about summer camp, I'm talking about high performance camps. I'm not talking about your typical recreational camp or multi-sport camps. Those type of camps have their place. But what I do uh, and what I focus on is high performance and how to train high performance juniors. So if you have a serious junior, whether they're young, you know, seven, eight, nine, looking for technical work and foundational work, or if they're older, higher level players, maybe they have a national ranking or an ITF ranking. You really want to look for a summer camp, in my opinion, that's smaller, where your child will get a lot of attention from the guru or the head honcho or the el jefe, whoever is the guy. Usually it's a guy because tennis coaching is dominated by males, but it could be a girl could be a female, but you need to make sure that your kid is getting some time with the guru, with the chief. And so often that's just not the case in summer camps. So what I always tell parents is, okay, make sure that you're going to get some face time with the top coaches there or the top coach himself or herself, the, the elite coaches at the academy or at the club where your kid's going to be training, many times those coaches never work with the 
the typical summer camper who comes in. And in many ways, I think that's part of the scam of summer camp, where you sign up for a camp that's advertised to be world-class, where the, the academy or the camp talks about all the world-class players they develop, maybe professional players or top junior world champions, things like that. And you're, you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. I could have my kid also train in that same environment. You know, so you think you, you could probably guess some of the big camps that I'm thinking of, some of them in Florida, maybe even some of them in Spain, where I've spent so much time studying. I just think you have to be very wary about shipping your kid off to a summer camp like that and expecting that, that your child, who, who may be starting out or who may not have an elite ranking or high UTR, that they're going to actually get attention from the top coaches on the team there because they usually won't. And that is sort of the bait-and-switch scam that I, I kind of call it a scam that most summer academies and campers, uh, camps, that's what they do. So as I think parents need to be very, very careful about that and try to find a camp where the top dog the head honcho, the big cheese is actually around and working with all the kids, you know, because if you put your name on an academy or a camp, I think you should be there working with the players. Now, that may sound like common sense, but it's not very common these days because there are many big name academies and camps where you never get a chance to work with the, the person whose name is on the academy. I know one very well-known academy, and I'm not going to say who it is, but you guys probably know what I'm going to say, what I, you know, where the top big-name coach there only teaches privates. So he's not actually working with any of the players in the camp unless they pay for a very expensive private. And I don't think that's right. I don't know what you guys think, but if you sign up for the Chris Lewitt tennis academy or the Chris Lewitt tennis camp, I mean, I should be there and available to work with your kid. You pay a weekly fee and I should, I should definitely be working with your kid. It shouldn't be like you pay a weekly fee and then you also have to pay me $500 an hour or $600 an hour now to, you know, to get some time with me. I think that's, that's not right. I don't think that's right personally. And on the other side of things, you can have a big name academy where lots of famous players were developed and the top coaches are there working with kids, but they're not working with your kid. They ain't working with your kid, especially if you have a young kid, you know. And unfortunately, at many of these camps, the larger camps, they're like a factory where your kid is kind of just like a number, you know, and Gosh, especially if you go in for one week or only two weeks at most summer camps. Please, please, parents. That's a great way to ensure that your kid gets very little attention if you sign up for one week. I'll tell you a funny story because I was talking with a parent the other day and I'm doing a lot of summer camp signups now. And our camp is looking really good for this summer, by the way. We're going to be full probably with a waiting list this summer. Because we are able to open 
and run our camp because I own the property, I own the club out, outright. We have 15 acres and the club and the courts, and I own it so I can control all the safety mechanisms there and we can follow all the protocols and we're small. So it's the, the guidelines are not onerous for us because we're a small team and we, we keep the number of campers pretty small between 20 and 30 campers. So we've been able to come up with a good safety plan and run during this pandemic time. And I've seen so many other camps being either forced to close or make the decision to close because they can't make the numbers work and they can't make the logistics work because they run a larger camp. So we've been very fortunate at my camp in Vermont to be able to run. And now I'm getting calls daily just my phone is off the hook because so many camps around the Northeast are canceling are canceling, or that some have been banned. Like for example, in Connecticut, the governor banned overnight camps. So very unlucky if you have a camp in Connecticut, we've been very lucky here in Vermont. So I can't believe how many inquiries I'm getting right now. And it's going to go like this right into June, right through June. Our camp's going to, we're going to have a full camp, like a full sold out camp, like normal, which we're very, very blessed and fortunate to to be in that situation. But it's a funny story. I was talking to a parent the other day and they said to me, they had all these questions and we did it like an interview over the phone and they were, they were throwing throwing questions at me left and right. I felt like I was in a boxing match or something, working on my 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 weaving my my blocking and and then i i said you know how long are you thinking about sending your kid out here and they're like oh yeah we want to try a week i was like a week I mean, you're gonna do that much research and that much that much that that you have that many questions just to send your kid to a week of camp because i wasn't the only one they were grilling they they mentioned to me that they had researched you know like a dozen top camps for their kid and they're I said, you guys are crazy. I told them point blank. I said, you guys are crazy. It's one week. You know, do a, do some quick research, do quick due diligence, and then send your kid for a week and see if he likes it. That's the fastest way to find out if you, if the camp is good or not, if, if there's a good, if it's a good place for your kid, you know, but gosh, don't, don't spend, don't waste your energy on, on doing extreme amounts of research to go for a week. Because from the academy's point of view, if you send your kid for a week, most places don't take your kids seriously. Then they actually don't give them that much attention. They're like, "Oh, a week. I'm not even get to know this kid," and then they're gonna go. So I, I just find it sort of amusing when when parents get all serious about sending their kid for one week of camp. I mean, come on, it's one week of camp, and and what are your expectations for one week? Are the coaches miracle workers? Like they're going to make a dramatic improvement in your child's game in one week. Like you go to Bola Terry's for a week. They're going to come back like like Andre Agassi in one week. Or you go to Sanchez Casal and you're going to start playing like Grigor Dimitrov in one week. I mean, parents have to have reasonable expectations. My mentor in Spain, Luis Bruguera, always says, you know, you got to come for at least three weeks. You know, give me at least three weeks, like one week to acclimate your child and get to know them, and then two additional weeks to, to start working through a training plan with that player. And I think that's just so 
intelligent. And you may think it's self-serving where academy people say, we want you to come longer. And maybe it is self-serving, but it's the truth that if you send your kid longer to a camp, you know, the coaches take that child more seriously. They see more commitment on your end. They get to know your child better. It's, it, they get to really make an impact on your child. When I have students who come to our camp for three or four or five or six weeks or the entire summer, I mean, I love those long-term relationships because I really get to know those kids. I can put together a long-term training plan. You know, I'd like to think that we take all, and I, I know we take all the campers seriously, but you have to understand, if you bring your child to my camp for one week, I'm barely going to be getting to know them and connecting with them. And then Friday's there and they're, they're gone. And I'm just sending a report back to their coach. And I say, and I can say, you know, we, we started to work on these things. This is what you need to continue doing. And for some parents, that's okay. They only have a week or two in their calendar and they want to get some good advice and good training and experience a high level place. And that's all well and good. But Please, if you're a parent and you want to go to summer camp, try to make a little bit longer commitment to that camp. You can maybe go a week to check it out. But then if, if you like it, tell, tell the coaches there, we're going to be here longer. And the coaches will, they'll, they'll naturally just by, it's human nature that they'll be more interested in your child because they're going to be able to make a, a greater impact and they're going to be able to see them more. So that's, that's a little piece of advice for, for camp um, just in general for parents looking at camps. So what else about camps? Another thing that comes to mind with camp is that you want to have good physical training. A lot of times at summer camp, the physical training is an afterthought. It's just sort of tacked on or it's watered down. You want to make sure that the training, the physical training, the injury prevention, the physiotherapy, and any, any treatment like that, working with the body, is professionally managed and professionally done. And you have to make sure the person that is working with your kid is, is uh, you know, has a, a degree, maybe a degree in exercise physiology, certainly a CSCS, which is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. That is the gold standard for strength and conditioning coaches. You want to make sure that the person working with your child is a serious professional trainer and and that the intensity is high and that the physical training is demanding and also intelligent. And more often than not, what I've seen traveling around the world, I've seen many different summer camp formats and many different uh, summer camp operations. I usually see that the fitness is kind of a joke. It's not really serious. One of the reasons is because camps often bring in large numbers of players who, whom they don't know, maybe players who came for, a, who are coming for a week, like I said. So they don't know the kids very well. They don't know their tolerances well. And they have to be careful. They have to be overly cautious with those players because they don't want to hurt them. They don't want to overdo the training and cause an injury, for example. And they... In, in many cases, they want it to be fun for the kids. If they make the fitness too tough, it's not going to be fun for most children. So that's the problem with larger camps that bring in a lot of numbers of children. I mentioned before, your child can become sort of like a number or just 
you know, uh, someone on a factory line, a person with no name, who the coaches don't really know that well. And that's the danger of a large camp. And the danger, the additional danger is that the fitness is not serious. So your child is not well known, not given a lot of attention to, and doing kind of lame fitness, maybe just fun, quote unquote, fun fitness, maybe going to play water polo in the pool, or just doing a little, uh, some games or something, swimming, or, you know, just, it just, it's not real fitness. So most recreational camps have no fitness, and the, some of the more serious high performance camps, they water down their fitness in the summer because the kids coming in are not as serious players as their normal annual kids. And that is another sort of bait and switch that you see at some of the larger academies that run summer camps is they, it is the same academy, but it's not really the same academy in the summer. The real academy is from September to, let's say, the end of May, which is the, the annual program. Those are the kids that are fully committed, who are there year-round, and they get the best coaching, they get the best training, physical training, and and those kids are held to a much higher standard than the kid coming in for one week in the summer, or, or even kids coming in longer term for the summer, because the coaches know those kids better, the, the best coaches are motivated to work with those players, and it's just not always the same situation in the summer. So I'd like to... I want to say that I strive very hard in my camp to give even the kid coming in once a, uh, one time, one week, who, whom I don't really know, I try to treat them like I would my longest, uh, the longest uh, relationship student that I have. Like a, a kid, I try to treat them the same as a, as a kid I've known for years, a kid who's training with me year round. I try not to be biased, but even for me, it, it, it is hard sometimes, and I, I'm well aware of that. I'm trying to fight that bias all the time, and most tennis coaches succumb to that bias quite easily in a summer camp situation. I fight it all the time. I said, okay, this kid's here for a week. I'm going to do the best I can. I, 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 can't, I, I can't do miracles, but I'm going to try to give them the best of my energy. I try to give them the best of my knowledge and, and my, my time. The same as, as I would with, with this other kid who's here for the whole year training with me, or wh whom I've known for years. I try to be equitable with my time and my energy. And I think you have to work very hard uh, to do that as a, as a coach or as, a, as the leader of a camp or academy because it's very easy to fall into a bias where you're working with the ones who you know better and you're just sort of disregarding or not giving the kids that your your full energy and attention the ones who are are there short term and who are not as serious so the other bias that i often see is that coaches at a summer camp they gravitate towards the top ranked kids the top coaches generally work with the itf and national ranked kids and the more Green coaches, the more beginner coaches who are starting out, they get stuck with all the developmental kids, the younger kids, and, and that is a really big mistake in a summer camp. So watch out for that, parents. If you have a younger child, you want them to have access to elite coaching. You want them to 
be influenced by the, the guru there, the person who has the most experience as a high-performance coach. You want that person influencing and developing your young one. And too often what happens at academies and summer camps is the young ones get the, the, least, in, the least experienced coach. And that inexperienced coach doesn't know what he or she's really doing. They might be fun to be around for a young kid, but they don't have any experience building a top player. And what those young kids really need is access to someone on the senior level of the coaching team or the head coach himself or herself, the, the one with the most experience. The coaches with the most experience should be working with those younger kids. So that is very rarely the case in a summer camp. So, you know, there's a lot of things to watch out for. Fitness, not getting the attention from the coaches. How about who your child gets to play with? Because many times you get excited. Oh, these top players are at the academy. So-and-so is there, top national ranked kid. They're always coming for summer camp. And parents always want their kids to play with better players. It's so difficult to run. I can tell you as, a, as, a, as an academy director and summer camp director, and I've seen this play out at, at so many academies around the world, it's so hard to get the matchups right and make parents and players happy. It's a big job of, a, of running a camp is making sure there are healthy matchups because who the kids are competing with daily and who they're training with daily is very, very important. It's like what you eat for a meal, the great Jose Higueras, the Spanish legend, whom I've been fortunate enough to study with a lot, he always said to me, he always, you know, used to tell me that the 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 people you train with and play, that that's like your diet. And you want to have a healthy diet. And the way to have a healthy diet is by eating a variety of things, you know, playing a variety of players and having and, and, and they have to be strong players. And so it's the job of the leader of the camp, the leader of the academy, to make sure that the, the, level, the level of players in, in each group, it, the groupings are good. And I remember my old coach, Gilad Bloom, who, who a tremendous uh, Israeli coach. I've talked to you guys a lot about him on the show, but he always used to tell me 90% of running a program or an academy is just matching up the players well. And I think there's a lot of truth to that because I, I see good coaches who oftentimes are, are very poor at matching up players. Sometimes I remember I, I, I would sometimes come late, maybe from another practice to, to uh, one of our groups. And some of my assistant coaches would have the kids start warming up together and I would walk in and just be shocked. I'd be like, what, you, what is going on here? That the, mat, the matchups are, are terrible. Also, the personalities, you have to get the personalities right. It's very difficult because you need to get the levels right. Like the UTRs have to be comparable. And then you also have to get the personalities right because some kids are more talkative or creative. And, and, and you know, if you put them with a kid who's more introverted, and and um, maybe doesn't doesn't likes to do certain type of drills. You know, you're going to get a clash of personalities and learning styles. It's not going to be a very productive session. There's so many different factors uh, that, that good practice and uh, experience. 
is always trying to make better matchups. So you have your child, and what's the first thing every parent says to the head coach of a camp or an academy? They say, I want my child to play with, usually they say, I want my child to play with good players. Who do you have coming? You know, all, all the tennis coaches get hear that. So, so who's coming? Who's coming to your camp? Or who's coming to your, who's coming to this practice? And, you know, it can be very difficult to manage. At most camps and academies, your child will never get to play with the top kids there because the top kids' parents, those parents are crazy, usually. They're very demanding. And there's no way in hell they're going to have their kid practicing with your kid who's a lot lower level because they'll, they'll, they'll completely flip out. And maybe rightfully so because their kid wants to practice with someone strong and preferably stronger than them. So this is the game that, that is played at all academies and camps and all tennis directors and camp leaders have to deal with this, this type of, they have to play this game. And the goal is to try to get uh, comparable levels together and then what I like to do is have sparring partners on my staff who can fill in and provide a higher level hit for, for players. So they're never, they're never playing someone at the same or below. Uh, they're, they're, they're always playing, they always have a, well, they're not always playing someone at the same or below. There they are times where they get to always, they always have a chance to play someone better, whether it's someone on my, on my staff, like a top college player or a touring pro, or I'll bring somebody else in to hit with them. But I always like to have uh, challenging uh, sparring partners for my top kids. And, you know, some academies make all the players play uh, together. I think that that is like very positive way to do it. They say, if you're a better player, you have to give back and 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 hit with some of the lesser players and bring them up. I know some Spanish academies that do that. That's a really nice philosophy. It's hard to do here in the U.S. because the parents really get offended if their child has to play down at all. But, you know, ideally there's a mix where sometimes uh, a player, play, uh, most of the times playing with their own level, they get to play up some, and then sometimes they play against a lower level player to give that player a chance to challenge up. That That's an a healthy way to run an academy or camp. Not, it's not always possible depending on the, the demands of the parent and the player. So anyway, the, the, the point is that just because there are really good players at your camp, number one, that doesn't mean that the coaches are amazing. It, it might just mean they're good recruiters. Like I know a, a guy who runs a camp here in the Northeast. I'm not going to name his name either. Uh, you guys may be able to guess it, but he's not really an elite coach. But he's got a bunch of national ranked kids at his camp. So how does he do it? Well, he's a good recruiter. So he'll call up the top kids on the ranking list. You know, he'll call their parents directly and offer them scholarships and sort of cherry pick good players in. And then that kind of makes the camp look good because parents will say, well, how could that camp be bad if those, those top kids so-and-so is playing there? And that's something U.S. parents kind of have to watch out for. If there are good players there, it's not does not always mean that the training is amazing. It may mean that those the the person in charge is a very good recruiter, and and he or she's brought in these these elite players sort of as a marketing tool. And and all academies try to recruit good players to help 
bolster their their image. But I'm talking about when it's really a facade and the, and the training is is mediocre. And there's, there's a lot of camps like that. The training's not that good. And they, they have some good players there, and they sort of, um, they, so it's sort of a mirage. They, it's a little bit deceptive marketing practice. Say, so, yeah, I have this player, I have this player, but, but the player's not there to receive uh, top-level coaching, maybe the head coach in the office even, not even working with those players. Uh, and, and you don't want to get fooled uh, by those types of camps in those situations. So just be careful, right? Caveat emptor, buyer beware. So what should you look for? Look, look for small, small camps, smaller, generally. Look for, yes, there should be good players there. It would be weird if, you, if there was an amazing camp where there were no good players. There, there should be top players there, but try to you know, do your research. Like, Are the pl top players there just sort of practicing in their own bubble with, with maybe one top coach who never works with anyone else? But that happens a lot. Is the head coach more in the office and kind of more like a manager and recruiter? There are a lot of head academy directors like that. You know, or or are the top players there to to gar to learn from the the guru, the top guy? Like, is is that guy so well respected that the the players are there to actually learn and 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 develop under someone's someone who's great and their their watchful eye? You know, there's a big difference. That's maybe it's um, it, it's maybe hard to determine to discern that as a parent, but you have to try. You have to do your your research. You have to do some research and due diligence in that situation. Make sure that there's really good fitness. You just ask, who's the fitness trainer? They have a degree? Does the fitness trainer they have a, a strong background? You know, are the fitness train sessions intense? Are they are they just kind of tacked on at the end of the day? Are they a priority for the for the academy or summer camp? Most of the time the fitness is not taken seriously and it's it's kind of an afterthought, especially in summer. For some reason, or we talked about the reason, some of the reasons why. Because if they do too tough a fitness, they're going to lose a lot of players, and the kids aren't going to be having "quote unquote" fun. And you know that that is the the death of a camp. You know, make sure if if your child is coming in that they get a chance to work with some of the top coaches, either the senior coaches or the head coach. You know, make sure that they're getting some time with the with the best coaches there, because it'd be a shame to pay a premium for a, a good camp, quote unquote, good camp, and then your child is just kind of on court number twelve when all the best coaches are on court number one, two, and three, and your child never gets even a, a whiff of good coaching. That's very, very common at big camps. It happens all the time. So be careful, right? Gael Pitts Black is on the program again. What's up, Gael? It's great to see you. Thanks for tuning in on a Tuesday night. Let's see. Gael has, uh, Gael knows her tennis. She's an excellent tennis mom. And she has a comment. If they want to play up, I tell them then that they have to play one down also because the player they are playing up the upper player is playing down yeah so Giles talking about the difficulty of running a camp or academy where the players always want to play up she's saying you have to do both yeah if you want to play up you also have to play down and and most academy directors have to 
um, play this game. It's a difficult game to play with parents. But in the end, it's probably healthier for everyone in the academy if the players are willing to play some down and some up and some the same level, and then you can get a healthy mix of competition in an academy. It can become pernicious when you have parents who only only will let their kids play up. It, it can create kind of a cancer in an, in an academy. It can become very hard to manage as a head coach. I do it. I do it sometimes with with uh, some of my top kids because that's what the parents want. And I actually I understand that philosophy. It's the Venus and Serena Williams approach. It's the Monica Sellers approach. You know, it, it, and and sometimes I will acquiesce by having the you know a top kid play maybe more one on one with um, some of my staff members. I like to do that. I believe in that approach, you know, playing with a strong um, hitter at the college level or pro circuit level. I think that's really valuable, and it's been a proven way to develop top, especially top female players over the years. So I believe in that, but at the same time, man, does it make it hard to run a camp like that? If you have too many kids where the parents and the kids will only play up, it just becomes a dysfunctional camp and academy. So... You can you can acquiesce and 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 work out you know maybe isolate some kids and let them play mostly up, but man, it, it can't be too many kids like that because then the academy will completely break down. Because everyone, I like how some of the Spanish academies do it. They churn out a lot of champs, but you know they have this ethos. They have this philosophy where. The older ones, the better ones, will play with the younger ones and help bring them up. You know, it's it's a it's a great team spirit, like a family type spirit. I, I'm not sure how to describe it, but I've seen it in some Spanish academies, and I think it is really healthy and beautiful to have a camp or academy that's like that, where the really elite players don't have too huge an ego, where they won't play with anyone who's lower. And sometimes the older players will play, the more the more advanced players will play with the younger kids coming up because they want to help them get better, uh, which which is um, pretty rare to find here in the U.S. And, 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 you know, it's so competitive. You know, you can understand why players wouldn't want to help other players. But sometimes on the same team uh, in Spain, in the same country or same club, they they have this uh, they have a strong a commitment to helping everyone rise up even the younger players so I think it's quite a beautiful thing but I don't know if we'll we'll see it in the real world outside of uh, place some places in Spain that's for sure uh, certainly in the cutthroat world of tennis usually the best kids they don't want to play with anyone lower and the parents don't want it either it can be a very tough situation. Uh, I, I understand it because it's a competitive world, but but um, it, it's not always uh, healthy for the for the academy or camp. So, you know, those are some of my thoughts about camp. I'm trying to think if, um, if there's anything that I missed. If you guys have any questions about camp, high performance camp, high performance summer training, let me know. I will be checking all the comments in, in the uh, in the show. 
And when we put this into podcasts, I know some of you catch the show on podcasts, some of you catch the show on YouTube. If a question comes to mind, just shoot me an email or send me a message and I always answer. I see we've got some old friends tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. What else do I want to add about camp? Any anything that let's see, anything pops in my into my mind. Yes, I will say briefly, just if you're looking at camp this particular summer, you know, let why don't we wrap up with that? You, you got you know, depending on what state you're you're looking in, you know, COVID nineteen has has just created chaos in the summer camp world. And I'm very in tune with what's happening with camps because I run a summer camp and I've been reading a lot in the news. I have friends who run summer camps and many, many summer camps have closed and they may close permanently if if they're not in a good financial situation. Uh, we've been very fortunate, uh, as I mentioned, that we are open. We're going to have a full camp this summer. It's very exciting for us. Very, We're very thankful. But I know many friends who are giving giving up this summer. They are canceling, giving huge refunds. And I would caution parents that particularly this summer, if you're looking at camp, any camp, but you know we're talking about tennis camps, be very careful and ask the right questions about what's going to actually happen with at the camp. Will it be fun? Or will it be Will it be an air of paranoia, an air of constant vigilance? Will there be too much anxiety among the staff? Will the, um, the safety protocols be too rigid and too restrictive? And I think you have to find out about that because if, if you sign up for a camp, any camp, and the, it's too rigid, it's run like a lockdown military hospital I just don't think it's going to be fun and it's the kids aren't going to have a good time and it's going to affect the whole energy of the camp. You know, camps are supposed to be a positive place, a healthy place where kids develop, they make friends, they they it should be a healthy, positive, supportive environment. You have to be very careful this summer that you're not sending your kid and signing your kid up for a camp that they're going to try to run, but they're not going to run things very well, and they're going to be overly rigid and strict. And I, I mean, I understand why they're worried. You know, they're they're worried about safety and things. Safety is very important, and we have a great safety plan for our our camp. And and I think in Vermont, especially, we're very fortunate that there's there's almost no COVID here, and you know, everyone wants to come to Vermont this summer because it's totally safe and peaceful. But if you're looking at camps, you just, just make sure that, that the camp, the protocols that they're going to follow for safety are, are not so extreme and, and, and so um, strict and rigid that the kids are going to, it's going to like suck all the fun out of the camp. So please be careful about that. You want to make sure that the camp is safe, obviously, because you know, you want to, you don't want your kid to get sick or, but at the same time, you don't, you, you want, you want your kids to have an enjoyable experience and to be in a positive environment where they can grow and develop as human beings and also as athletes. So I think that many of the camps that are going to try to run this summer, m- most are canceling, especially in the Northeast here, many, many camps canceled. It's one of the reasons why we're doing so well is because 
we have less competition this summer. We're one of the few uh, tennis camps left in the north northeast that are like a serious high performance camp. So that's one of the reasons we're doing um, very well. But you just you just have to just just be careful that that uh, that if you do sign up for a camp that is trying to run, that it's not too much in lockdown mode because it's going to just suck all the fun out of it. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll get a call from your kid after a few days saying, Mom, Dad, I, I want to come home. This is no good. So it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike this summer for camp operators. I think it can be done. I, I think we're planning to do that really well to strike a balance between safety and, um, and an enjoyable experience for the kids. And so, you know, just, just watch out for that, particularly this summer. All right, guys, it's been uh, my pleasure. I hope I've given you some insight into camp and the difficulties of running camp from a, a camp, a head coach's point of view, but, but also just things to look out for. And I, I don't think a lot of parents realize that, that camps, especially the big camps, if they're at an academy, the camps try, they sometimes make the bulk of their money in the summer. And so you just, just have to watch out as a parent, that you're not sending your kid into one of those big mills, the factories that are churning out players in the summer, uh, uh, bringing kids in. They don't even really know their names. They come in for a week or two, and they charge a lot, and they make they they make a lot of their money in the summer. Do you know why they they try to do it that way? It's because they use that summer money to offset the scholarship kids, who whom they take year round. So so the the summer camp. Kids, your kid, I'm assuming your kid is not an elite player. Your kid is often paying the bill for the elite kid that's getting the scholarship. A lot of parents don't realize that. That's a big secret in, in the tennis academy world. Is that the summer camp, if it's big, it, it recoups a lot of the, the scholarship fund, you know, a lot of the, of the scholarship money that was given away to the elite kids during the September through May calendar year the the school year so just be careful if you 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 go to a camp make sure that your kid is just not is not just a number and you're not paying top dollar uh so that that money can be funneled to a scholarship kid i i think if you pay top dollar to go to a camp even if your kid is not a top player he or she should get the full attention of the elite coaches there and they should be treated as if they were an annual camper. They should be held to the same standard. They should be given the same amount of energy and attention. And if you can find a camp like that, then you found something really, really valuable. And you found something special. And I would go to that camp more and more. All right, guys. Have a great night. It's my pleasure as always. It's great to see some old faces and some old fans of the show on the program tonight. We're trying to get back into a regular rhythm. I've been traveling, been working hard, getting ready for summer. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get back into a regular regular publishing mode so we can have the shows weekly or at least bi-weekly right now. Hey, it's pandemic. We can do bi-weekly, but you know, a few, uh, two or three times a month is my goal right now. Let's see if I can keep publishing the show during the summer camp season. Usually summer camp Season is a crazy time. You know, I have lots of players here. I expect the same this summer. So I will try to keep publishing for you guys and keep sharing uh, as much wisdom as I can this summer. So have a great night. God bless. 
I'll see you on the next program. We hope you enjoyed the program. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and recommend the show to your friends. We greatly appreciate your likes and shares. Thank you for your support of the show and for helping us grow our audience. If you would like to train with Chris, please visit chrislewitt.com for more info. You can also join Chris's online school, clta.teachable.com, and follow his blog at prodigymaker.com. A reminder that all show archives can be found at youtube.com forward slash chrislewitt, and the show can be watched live on Facebook. Just search Chris Lewitt on Facebook to join the show. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Vamos! Vamos!